welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, I'm Alex Albisu, and this is episode 55. Uh, as always, you can go and visit thedadchronicle.com. And if you want to support this show, uh, you can click the patron button at the top and support it that way. Otherwise, go and listen to other stories of fatherhood um, at that website. And as a reminder, I mentioned it on the Quick Point 5 episode that uh, released last week. I can officially announce that I am on a show called America's Next Top Podcaster, and uh, I highly encourage you guys to check it out. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we've been going at it now for a little while, and uh, you can visit America's Next Top Podcaster.com to listen to that show, and you get to hear some fun personalities, get to know the judges, and uh, I, I am having a blast with it, so I would love it if you guys gave it a listen as well. And today we have a guest who is an old friend of mine, somebody that we used to we used to work together. Um, immediately hit it off because of our common interests. Um, I love this guy to death. This is Jeff Blau. Jeff, say hi to the nice folks at home. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing? All right, and uh, Jeff, why don't we just uh, let you explain who you are to the audience? All right. Um, my name is Jeff. Um, I am a recent uh, uh, newlywed. Uh, me and my wife got married on May the 4th of 2018. Um, I am a recent stepdad. So I, you know, being a former bachelor going into being a stepdad has been a huge experience for me. Um, a little bit of background on occupation and stuff. Um, I used to work at, uh, with Alex in a retail, uh, environment, high end retail. Um, and then I ended up going into it after that, um, where I just wasn't, wasn't finding my passion. And so I went back to school full time and I graduated from Virginia tech last or December of 2017, with a communications degree. Um, and from there I started working at a TV station, wasn't really feeling it, um, for plethora of different reasons. So right now I'm, I'm working in between jobs, trying to find something new. Uh, but right now, like I live in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm originally from, uh, Northern Virginia. Um, my wife's a lawyer, and uh, I'm a big Star Wars geek, really oh, into yeah. video games. Yeah, um, really into video games. Uh, a lot of nerdy stuff. I like, I like, I used to like wrestling a lot. Yeah, and you used to podcast too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I used to do a video game podcast uh, about. I think we stopped doing it about three or four years ago, but we did. We podcasted from about 2010 until 2015 or 2016. Yeah. So you did um, it for a while. And, um, we, I've had you on, uh, an old show of mine, geek 30 happy hour. And that was a lot of fun. And we talked about star Wars and I, I just always genuinely enjoy good conversation with you, Jeff. So really looking forward to, um, kind of diving into your recent experiences. I've been keeping up with your, uh, exploits going on within, uh, the, the, the world of Jeff Blau and getting married and, uh, having stepkids all of a sudden, what has yeah. that been like? Um, it's been a culture shock to say the least. Um, I lived a lived a bachelor lifestyle for most of my adult life. I've really only had to worry about um myself. So jumping into like and I have, don't have a lot of relationship experience. I've always been kind of shy and a bigger guy. So I, had a, uh, I was very uh, um aloof when it comes to relationships and stuff. So jumping into a long-term relationship and then jumping into fatherhood for kids who have are who are already at advanced ages. Um, when I started dating Holly, 
Um, the younger boy, Lucas, uh, was three. And the older boy, Ben, was seven, I believe. I think seven. And they're now... Uh, Lucas is about to turn six and Ben's birthday is in about three weeks and he'll be 10. So it's been an adventure to say the least. It's, it's, it's tough. Cause like I come from being very self supportive and self um, uh, spotlight and very, you know, having to be selfish for, you know, being a bachelor to having to change that whole dynamic. And it's been it's been tough. It's there's been a lot of growing pains and learning to put. I, I think less the boys and more like the dynamic with my wife and trying to put her ahead of my needs and trying to f- figure out which what is really important and. Um, yeah, because yeah. I mean that's like a total shift when you when oh, yeah. you start taking care of kids and 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 you're right. I think that um, like if I think about my situation just for a second, it, it was. Deanna and I, first of all, I mean, like we've been together since high school, so we've known each other forever. Um, You know, we got married. We had uh, a good couple of years until we had our, you know, our daughter, Aria. And that ended up, you know, giving us enough time to just kind of spread it out. And, you know, we had our opportunity to do some travel and some other stuff. You, on the other hand, jumped like right into marriage and fatherhood kind of all at once so i yeah. could imagine like are there specific things that you found difficult to to cope with i, I don't know if cope is the right word or or to, to maybe just uh mold your your new life around um i think it's tough to go from being able to have a lot of privacy and being able to go like i used to when i you know lived in uh, in, in Northern Virginia, or even when I was at, in Blacksburg at school, I could just go in my room and I had immediate privacy. Um, and I just don't have that now. And that, and that's, that's been a very, uh, difficult, uh, to cope with is that I'm very, I'm very introverted as much as it, it doesn't come off that way. Um, I'm, it's hard for me to deal with this privacy, uh, or lack thereof where I had that before. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I, I used to be able to just go and play video games for an extended amount of time because I didn't really have to worry about anything else. Now yep. I have to, you know, I have responsibilities and it, it, it's it's that's been the tough part. I think also another challenge for me is that my relationship with the boys, the younger um, boy, Lucas, I'm much more uh, connected with and have a much more uh, uh a stronger relationship because he's been like, he only really, he, he doesn't remember a time where I wasn't around. Uh, that's true. Where Ben, the older uh, boy, he, uh, he, his dad was around a lot when he was a kid, he kind of was, his dad was a stay at home dad. And so he was a very much uh, raised around his father. So he has this very strong attachment to his dad. And so there's this sense of almost, disconnect between me and Ben. I still have this um this connection or like I still have a connection with both, but I feel like my connection with Lucas is stronger. And he still has a connection with his father. He still calls him dad and he still calls me Jeff. Yeah. Um but the the connection with Lucas I'm much more uh affectionate and much more I, I would he's much more affectionate with me, I should say, because I'm affectionate with both of the boys. Yeah. But but Lucas is much more um 
shows his affection to me as as a father figure more where Ben sees me as that you as stepdad right instead of, instead of like a father figure i, I don't know it, that's hard to, to it, put it does in yeah no no that, that makes total sense and i mean do you think that that has anything to do with maybe their difference in personalities like do they are they very different oh yeah absolutely ben is much more introverted he's very uh, uh wimpy kid like diary like very uh um He's very uh, sensitive. Okay. Um, and he's very like he really loves Minecraft, and he's very like nerdy and um, very uh, something you, you probably uh, connect with him on. I, I, somewhat, yeah, because I, I see myself at his age being very similar, but in other ways, like like he's very much like his father in certain aspects. He's very socially awkward where he that has brought his dad's very much like that as well where i have a little bit of social awkwardness but i think in most situations having worked in 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 a retail environment and working with people you learn to kind of have to to shed that awkwardness yeah and just dive in and be able to talk with people and i think we're, we're you know the, where we worked that really it helps you come out of your shell absolutely and, and also other things that I did in my past, like I did a lot of um, live action role playing back in the day, and that helped me find a community where I had a lot of interests, a similar interests with people, and I was able to come out of my shell in a way where I was able to build a persona that wasn't really me but was right. me, and it and helped me uh, communicate and understand and and open open myself because it was very I was a very late bloomer uh, obviously because I went to back to college in my thirties, so. Yeah, I think he he just feels closer to me because I've been around. And I think Ben just has that sense of I think when his dad left, he felt a lot of um guilt like he was it was his fault, which okay. it wasn't. There was a lot of things and um I won't get into too many details, but his his dad is a recovering alcoholic. Yep. So there's a lot of um there was a lot of reasons why him and and uh, my wife got divorced, um, and it he felt like it was his fault. Like dad left, and he you know it was during a very pivotal moment of his life. He was moving from a church uh, kindergarten to public school first grade, and so it was all these things together. He that both boys uh, we like the older boy is on ADHD medication. He has very strong ADHD. Um, and so it was all this stuff together. Like he was, wasn't performing well in school because he needed medication and it was everything cascading together. Um, and so I think that's, he has a hard time trusting, uh, male figures, uh, okay. uh, outside of his father, because he feels like, you know, he has this strong connection. Dad was always around. Dad was who raised him to an extent like Holly was there of course um but you know Holly works as a she's a lawyer for uh, legal services so she you know she has to go to court often and yeah. like and well yeah and he was a stay at home dad so that's kind of what he did and he mm-hmm. took care of him so what are some of the ways like you talk about your connection with Lucas what are some of the ways that you uh try to connect with Ben better is that something that you're working on or oh. like how do you see that dynamic yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I try to uh, play games with him that he would be interested in that I have zero interest in. Like he loves uh, uh, Minecraft and Roblox, which I have zero desire in at all to play. 
but I play it with him because I understand that, you know, it's not about me. It's about building this relationship and building memories. Um, we just recently got back from Disney, and I think that really helped him and Lucas build these great memories because I was thinking about it. It's like Lucas has never – like Ben has memories of going to Disney with his other with his parents when he right. was little. Uh, Lucas doesn't have those memories. The last time Ben uh, – Lu- uh, excuse me, Lucas was at Disney, he was an infant. Um, so I got to build those memories with him, and that's again going to – make those that bond with Lucas very strong. But I also got to build a relationship with Ben, like do stuff with Ben specifically where I got to go and like do stuff with him. But I think I still, during that trip, most of the time I was with Lucas because Ben was close to his mom and he wanted to hit that time with his mom and that alone time. Cause he, he, uh, Ben very much, uh, Lucas wants to emulate his brother. And so Ben gets very overwhelmed having Lucas do everything and follow him around. So Ben craves that alone time with his mom. And so he got to do that for the most part, but I still got to do things with Ben where we got to go out and go to get food or uh, do a ride he wanted to do. Um, So, uh, but at home, I try to like play games with him, help him with his homework. Um, And do you feel like he appreciates that effort from you? I think somewhat. I think sometimes he, because the values that myself and my wife hold very close to us about their education and how they're raised are very different than his dad and his stepmother. Well, uh, how do, so, so how does that come into play? Like, yeah. Well, we, we have to deal with it being Disneyland dad where that times are different at dad, uh, dad, like they play more video games at their dads. They, get gotcha they they get away with a lot more at their father's place and so when we tr- and the, you know the, there's less homework done from what we can tell and there, the, there's less uh structure from what we can tell like i i don't know because i'm not in his apartment sitting there watching what's going on but from from the what he, what ben tells us and from what his grades are from the t- like from what we see in the days that he's at his father's compared to the days he's with us um it's very it, – there is a correlation. Now, correlation doesn't always e- equal causation. I, I get that. But it, if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. Like we're seeing a pattern of the of, the, of behavior right. where when he's at – when he's there, it's different than when he's here. So it makes it very difficult because we can't really – we're trying to get on the same page with uh, my wife's ex. And – it's difficult because he doesn't, he feels like his time with the boys is his time and how he wants to raise them when they're with him is his prerogative. Um, so he is, uh, so, uh, and you know, again, I don't, I don't want to necessarily step on anything mm. here, but is, how do you guys deal with that? Like, is there any sort of method to how you can collaborate with a, an ex like that? We've sat down all four of us cause he just recently got married. Okay. And we've sat down, but the problem is that we were like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then we hold on to our side of the bargain and do the things that we are required of us, but there's a reliability issue for him and his uh, – well, I, maybe not his wife because I don't think he she gets the full picture a lot of the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like he's very unreliable in when we set plans for stuff like spring break or – uh, or summer, like the, the, this past summer is an example where we wanted to set them up so that they had places to stay, um, 
for the summer to do like summer camp and like vacation Bible school and stuff like that. So they had childcare over the summer. Uh, um, Lucas, the younger one, was at a daycare because he had not started uh, school yet. So we just continued him th- through that, um, which was fine. He had been going to that for, for the the year and a half before that. So that was not – there was no change there. But the older uh, 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 boy, Ben, we needed to find a place for him to stay over the summer to find some kind of activities. And he was like, well, he can just stay at my apartment and I'm – his uh, – uh, Ben's dad's apartment is very close to where he works, um, within walking distance. So he was his idea was just to have Ben either stay there or go with his future mother-in-law, now mother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, certain days, and she would watch him. And, and it's like, well, what are they going to be doing? Like, are they going to be doing anything? <laughs> are they? Is it just going to be Ben sitting around playing on his iPad? Like, we wanted them to have activities. So that the, the summer is not just this memory of me sitting in front of a TV all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think that's a fair thing to ask. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. And we uh, we set up a plan and then it it was never followed through. And so Ben basically either was here during the, the day and I would try to come back uh, or Holly would try to get back or have him come to, to her office Um or like he was at his dad's apartment or his dad or his uh, uh, his step grandmother's house. And it's like it just was frustrating because we we had like we met in March to be like, hey, this is the time where we need to start setting up for summer camps. And it it's it's frustrating because it feels like he doesn't want to be on the same page with us. And he tells us that he says, says yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that. And then never follows through, especially when it comes to anything that's financially yeah. related and so what do you think is the solution to that is it, i i can't imagine that there is an easy solution certainly uh, but are, are there different tactics and stuff that you're trying to kind of adapt to in order yeah. to handle this um yeah i try not to be too aggressive with him um because i feel like if i'm aggressive it's going to make him feel like he's cornered he's like i'm trying to take over that role as dad of him which isn't the case and like when i first started dating holly the day the day i drove down here um i'd never met him before uh for the first like the first time i came down and visited holly from school um i made sure i was like i want to meet cody so that i can make sure that he knows who i am who's staying at his house with his kids um, I felt that was important to me, um, so that, you know, he knew that I, you know, I'm not here to, to replace him. I'm not here to, to cause any issues. And I felt like he respected that. I know that my, my future, my now mother-in-law, I told her I was doing that and she really respected that. Um, and I think Holly in a way respected that because I just wanted him to, to know that, you know, I'm not here to, to cause any problems. Yeah. Um, when it comes to rela- the relationship now, there's been a few things that he's done that have been line crossing that I've had to sit down and talk to him about um, that were it's an awkward situation. I'm very, I, I hate confrontation. I'm very much, you know, like I avoid it like the plague. Sure. So, so it was very awkward for me to go and be like, Hey, you did this thing that, that I'm not comfortable with. My wife's not comfortable with. This does not need to happen again. Um, and he was understanding, but I, you know, in the same right, he's probably going to tell me whatever I want to hear. Um, that makes his life easier. I gotcha. Uh, you know, um, so it doesn't seem like he's genuinely engaged with what you guys want. I don't believe so. I think he wants what he thinks is best for the kids and what's best for him. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't, I don't feel like we're co-parenting in a way that is the best for the kids. I got gotcha. you. And gotcha. it's tough. And it's tough. Like, and, I, and like, I, have, I don't, I don't dis. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't wish any ill will on him. Um, I, uh, but th- it, it's, it makes it frustrating to, when you're trying to do what you think is best for these kids. And like, I'm not saying that I, what I, what I think is best for them is the best thing. Like I'm going from my past experiences and trust me, my, my childhood wasn't exactly roses and, 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 and unicorns and rainbows. But, um, uh, I'm trying to do the best I can and trying to make, Ben and Lucas into uh, good young men. And I think that's important. I think that when separations happen like this, and I've talked to a lot of dads who um, are either stepfathers or have situations where they are divorced or separated and have kids, you know, they still need that strong role model um, that can come from, uh, you know, either somebody filling that role um, or their own dad. And I I don't think that it's to say that it's necessarily a replacement for Mm -hmm. the father. It's, but it is a strong role model, which is needed. Yeah. Um, I I think it's like they get a bonus dad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good way to put it. And like, I don't, I don't think he has anything. I don't think he's a bad father and I don't think he had, he is doing anything purposefully to, to, harm his children and yeah. that's not, not where i'm going i just feel like his priorities are much different than with ours and it makes it incredibly difficult to parent i understand two young boys who are at points where they really need to have focus and structure yeah and and there's a lack of structure and that just makes it for and it makes it difficult i think that's the probably the most frustrating thing about being a stepdad is dealing with their dad and where do where do i go where do where's my line what can i do because like yeah. i mean i grew up i my step parents as a as i was growing up i never knew where their line was because i was young and i kind of when you're young you don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff um as i've gotten older like i've uh during my honeymoon we actually stopped and saw uh, my stepmother from when i was about ben's age and I hadn't seen her in probably 20 years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so there was a Larry, we had a long conversation. It was very cathartic and it really helped me understand what she did and why she did it. And it also helped me with my relationship with the boys. Oh, um, wow. That, that's a very interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. So can you share, I guess, what your situation was like growing up with parents, step parents and that dynamic? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my parents got divorced when I was about five. Um, and my mother was around some, but gone some up until about second grade. And then my dad started, got married, uh, to my stepmother at the time when we were living in Pennsylvania. Um, and her name was Fran and they were together from when I was in second grade to about fifth grade. And, um, you know, uh, I had two older stepsisters who were significantly older. One was, I think at the time when we started, uh, coming around, one was 15 and the other was 21. So it was like, oh, wow. they, were, they were much older. Um, and 
yeah, it was it was this weird dynamic, and I think there's there were good things that that came out of it. Um, you know, I I, I, I had you know we had the structure, and there were certain things we were allowed to do, certain things we weren't allowed to do. But I think also there's some things that uh that that I had issues with, like they I have, I have very strong issues with my body image, and I think that comes from how they handled my issues with my uh, my weight as a as a child, and I. For the listeners who don't know, I'm actually I'm a I'm a bigger guy. Um, I've actually been losing weight recently. I got on Weight Watchers right. Before Kudos, by the way. Do, uh, do you want to share a quick update on that? Yeah, I lost like a 20 pounds. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the lowest I've been, and I can't even remember. Like I'm I I weigh less than what I did when I was working with you. Um, and how do you feel? I feel I feel great. Like I'm starting to really start have more energy. Good. Um. I'm like, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. Like I, 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 that's just from diet. I haven't even started working out yet. I haven't been able to, I wanted to start working out two weeks ago, but with the, uh, the chest infection, like I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, breathe. Not a good idea to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think, t- uh, tomorrow I'm going to start, uh, working out a bit and see if I can handle it. Cause I'm still coughing good. up stuff as you can tell yeah. from uh, here. But. Well, so how did their, I guess, input on your body image, affect all that like did they like how did that affect you altogether i think it helped it it, it hurt my like self-image and making me feel like my appearance was the most important thing my weight and so like i i think there's people i think you can tell from from our relationship and from from my time uh outside of of work that i I had a very low opinion of myself for a very long time Um, which i don't understand because you're one of the like most genuine awesome people i know and i'm gonna Stand I by that. that. I, I appreciate that. And a lot of people who I've been close with have, have always told me that. And I didn't I never started to believe it until I started to believe it. And uh And what think, do you think made you believe it? Hmm, I, I think uh putting that hard work into school, um, being successful in certain things, going when I was working with you where we I started from on the sales floor and worked my way up to the to the bar, um it uh it really Help! It, it pulled my self esteem up. It showed that that hard work I can I can do that, and just my relationships there and my relationships with other people, it really started to show that you know this image of myself. Like I'm not everyone's gonna like me, and I get that. And I think for a while I let those people who didn't like me affect me more than the people who were like, "Hey, you're a great dude. Who cares about what the other those other people think?" Right. Uh, and uh, I think that and. Uh, you know, getting in a relationship helped though. Even then it's, I still have problems with it. Like I have, uh, and my wife has, has told me about it is like, you know, you, you tend to push people away because you feel like you aren't lovable or you weren't, you're not, you're not worthy of love. And I've had that issue since I was a kid and I can't tell you where that's come from. It just is how, and apparently my brother has a very similar uh, feeling as well. And I don't know where that comes from. Like my, my dad and my, and my mother and my, uh, my stepmother at the time has ne- had never ever made me feel like I was never worthy or never loved. Like they always made sure to, to show affection and, and uh, make sure I knew that, that, that I was valued and, and, and they were proud. So I don't know where those feelings come from. I think, as a child, um, I was I was a very awkward child, and I was picked on a lot, um, especially in elementary and middle school. Um, like second grade, I have clear memories. I, I'm going real deep in here. Let's do um, it. All uh, in. Uh, yeah, and like in second grade, there wasn't cooties. There was Jeff germs, 
And oh. I, to the, to, oh, dude, to this day, I still harbor this, this like self worth or lack thereof because it's just like I, I was the kid that was picked on, and I was hyperactive, and I was never, uh, I, I was never put on medication, and I, I, I have a lot, like I have a large uh, feeling that I had a lot of uh, issues with with ADD or ADHD that were never clearly diagnosed, and I feel like it. I was this really intelligent kid that could never focus and felt yeah. bored in class and never did my homework because I could never focus. ADHD, and, that's like that that's something that is just now really starting to be embraced as uh like a possibility for kids, yeah. but, oh, which yeah, is I, mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that uh my my father and my stepmother were very apprehensive of putting me on medication that altered my brain chemistry. And I understand that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. In the same right, I feel like I, I feel like it set me back. Like I, college was incredibly difficult for me when it came to anything that was reading. Um, I have a hard time sitting down and reading for a long period of time because my mind will start racing. I'll read a paragraph and then my mind will start thinking of something else, and I'll have to reread. Yeah, I do. I do the same thing just because I don't know. Like I, I, reading has always been tough for me personally. I'm more of a visual. Yeah person but yeah, if i yeah. if i'm really engaged with a book i'll totally be into it and actually what you're sound what, what you're telling me right now sounds a little bit of like what ben is going through with some of the adhd stuff on his side is that accurate absolutely and he like you know he's an incredibly smart kid um and he's having issues with his homework and he, he like coming back from disney he was supposed to do a bunch of makeup work that he hasn't finished, and his grades dropped like a, like a like a rock. And the kid is incredibly intelligent. The guy, the kid's on ABA honor roll. I mean, to give you an example, just to 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 show you the pedigree that he's coming from. How I met my wife is that I was going to military school for high school, my last two years of high school. Um, I did not excel in at in a public school environment because I would go and and sleep, and I was bored and. Like I had like my I was a latchkey kid. So when I came home, there was no one to tell me to do my homework. So I'd sit in front of the TV and just didn't give a, a, a rat's ass. Um, so the last two, my dad was like, if your grades don't get up, you're going to military school. I'm like, oh, OK, dad, sure. And then sure enough, you know, <laughs> and here you are. He packs my shit up. And where do I go? Military school. Um, so I ended up in military school for the last two years, high school. And honestly, it was one of the one of the better experiences that I had. Um, it really helped me. I don't think I would have graduated high school because of, if it was because of it, because I failed my, my sophomore year of high school. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And I was able to go back to military school, take summer school to, to, to catch back up so I could graduate on time. Um, so in that sense, you know, uh, it, it really set me up for success um, but I feel like I needed that structured environment because when then when I came back home and went to Nova um, for a semester, I went back to my same like no one's telling me what to do. So I'm going to skip class because, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, how old were you at that point? Got 18. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, some people go through that in life, right? Like yeah. the the better late than never, I think, is a really great statement for somebody like you who has now gone back to school. You got, you know, you've accomplished your goal. You have come out on the other side a better person for it. Um, So, you know, seriously, if people are listening and you guys feel like you're in that rut, 
know like it's never too late. You could always start. If you're not ready, you're not ready, but don't hold yourself back for whatever, you know, lack of worth reasons because i mean this is going to sound like some kind of panting pro v commercial but like you're worth (laughs) it right like it's it's totally true you're worth it uh, yeah like uh it was the best investment in myself i could have ever made like yeah i'm i'm in a i'm in a some some uh financial aid uh debt uh but that's that's an investment in yourself um i was working in it i was working at a, a managed service provider working at a help desk and it just wasn't passionate about it. It just didn't like I I was OK at it. Like it just did. I was at the point where I was just phoning it in every day. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to find something that I was a b- more passionate about. And so, you know, I, I went I was I was when I went back to school, I was 32. So I, you know, I didn't ha- I wasn't married, didn't have any kids, wasn't dating anyone. I had no real commitments. And I'm like, if I don't go back to school now, who knows if I'm ever going to be able to do it? Yeah. Uh, so, and you did it. And, and yeah. you're, I, I was so proud when I read that post on Facebook and I was like, go get it, man. Like, that's great. And real quick, going back to the topic of kind of your self-worth and, and investing yeah. yourself and, and kind of having that realization yourself, what sort of ways are you going to kind of now shift that mindset into helping the boys mm-hmm. with their own self-image? Because, you know, and, and you and I both know growing up a nerdy kid, you get picked on bullying is real and it yeah. sucks and you don't want people to go through that. So how do you now kind of act as that strong role model in this case? Yeah. I try to make sure to know that he's loved and he's uh, both of them, both of them are loved and that they're uh, they're valued. And I mean, it's tough. Cause like in the same right, like when they do stuff they shouldn't be doing, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta put my dad voice on. And I think. Can you give that- us a, a, like a, an example of your dad voice? Oh Jesus, um, uh, Lucas, what do you do? Yeah, I don't like. It's hard <laughs> to it. do like like when they're not doing something yeah. they shouldn't yeah. be doing. Um, I think for me, I have to dial it back a bit because I my dad is former military and he was very tough on me and my brother when we did something we certain shouldn't be doing. And and I I wouldn't say overly tough in my opinion, but. I can tell for them they're not used to that from their mom and their dad. Yeah, so you have to be them, respectful of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for them it's it, it it's 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 scary. So I have to dial back. And that's happened a couple of times where I like I went into you know Charlie Blau discipline and I've had and my wife's like you can't do that. Like you can't, <laughs> oh, you can't man. do that. And and, and it's tough cuz then I feel guilty and I have to go back. And I think for me when I discipline them I try to make sure when I say, Hey, here's why I'm doing this. Do you understand why I'm upset? And that's almost that's every great. time. Cause I want them to understand that I'm not just say uh, being upset for the sake of being upset. Like, I don't want them to feel like that, that they're constantly being ragged on. And that's where I have to kind of, especially with Ben, I have to, 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 uh, uh, juggle with because I think a lot of the times he's in that age where he's doing a lot of things he shouldn't because he's testing the boundaries of being a 10 year old boy. Right. Uh, and so I have to incentivize him being like, Hey, you know, you should do this because of this. And, you know, it, it's harder to incentivize a kid who's 10 compared to a kid that's six. Yep. Like for, for the six year old, he does, he gets these uh, behavior colors every day at school. We're like, if you do five days of, of, 
um, of green, which is the, the the good behavior, we'll get you some toy you want. Like this past week, we said you'll we'll get you. There's this toy called Treasure X. It, dads, if you have kids that are in this age group, don't buy them Treasure X. Don't <laughs> find out about it. it. It's the it's 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 this brick of like uh, of like fake concrete or fake like sandstone. And it has like a toy in it, and you have to dig through this to get this damn toy out of it. Oh my bag. gosh, I can and imagine it, that's a mess. It makes the worst mess ever. Oh my so god! I'm, I'm warning you now. Please don't let your kids find out about it. Like block it on YouTube because that's where he saw it. Was oh he, really? Um, be- he watches all these toy unboxings on YouTube. That's so funny. And, oh god! It uh, it, it it's 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 a it's we he got like. 13 or 14 of them for Christmas. Cause that's all he wanted for Christmas. Oh, wow. And so we were like, Hey, I just go to the bathroom and, uh, you know, open them up. You, you can do whatever you want. Um, we weren't paying attention. Me and my wife were watching a movie. We come back and it looks, it looks like a demilitarized zone. It's just <laughs> like, there's, there's this, uh. this caked up, like wet, messy, like, mortar counters stuck to the bathtub stuck to the toilet stuck to the floor it took us an hour and a half to clean that bathroom ew god Uh, that sucks yeah no thanks i'm good uh but i mean the thing is like that they get the they dig it's great for kids because they get this sense of adventure of digging through something and and working through to find this toy so yeah that's cool though i mean like that in itself is cool just i don't need sand and and concrete and rocks littering around my house well i think from now on because we we got him at one that even though they, he's made a mess and he made a mess recently with one um we got him a three pack because it, we told him he would and it's the the season two has dragons now um Ooh. and the three pack comes with guarantee like they come with like the figure and then a treasure and with a three pack, there's a guaranteed gold treasure, and it's quote unquote real gold. I don't know if it's gold plated or if it's actual gold. Whatever, it looks like gold. The kid goes ape for it, so um, it's easy to incentivize him because he he wants to open this and like he doesn't even play with the toy. He just loves the action of going through it and finding the treasure. And then they go somewhere and we never see them again. So yeah, yeah. but you know, it's a that's the gratification that he's looking for. It's he, good. It's he, a, it, experience you know yeah you know one one question i wanted to ask you was around your interest in having your own kids here you are you know you're uh you're recently married um what are your and holly's plans if there are any uh to have children well we want to have a a child i'm 37 or i'll be 37 next month holly just recently turned 35 so we're getting to an age where if we're going to have a child we need to have one soon um, we've been trying since April and with very uh, little success. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with timing. Asthma, I was a bigger weight. I had a lot of issues with um, with intercourse in that sense, and I'm not, I don't want to get too graphic. I understand. Uh, um, but like, you know, it, it, I had issues with being able to to have intercourse at the right right times. Um, and it came with my weight and my endurance and my stamina and it made it tough. And my wife felt like it was all her and it was her problem. And she felt like I wasn't invested enough. So it's caused a lot of strain in our relationship. Um, and then recently we decided, you know, we're having problems getting to that conception point. Um, we've been doing this for a while. Um, she went to her doctor back in October 
and she got uh, talked to her OBGYN and got on um, uh, a medication called Femara to help regulate her uh, her cycle. She's uh, she has PCOS. Um, and what's so that? that uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So okay. it, cause, it causes some issues in um, um, the regulation and timing of her cycle. And so it makes it difficult for us to figure out what's the best time to have sex to be able to conceive. Right. Um, so um, we, you know, we, this medication was just to help with that. And we felt like we were having a little bit of success and we, we still were having problems. And I think a lot of that was on me again with my weight and I wasn't doing anything about it. I was eating garbage and, you know, she felt like I wasn't committed because she was doing all this other stuff and I wasn't doing anything, but do you think that's the, a fair assessment? Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Like I, I think for me, she, she wants to see the same amount of excitement that she has and I'm excited, but I have a hard time with certain things outwardly being excited. And for her, she feels like that's me. Like I get excited about a football game or a video game or stuff like that, but she doesn't see that as the same kind of excitement for very intimate things. Because for me, it's very, I hold those things very close to the chest. And so it's so not like you're not excited about it. It's just, you express it differently. Exactly. And she doesn't, it's hard for her to understand that. And I get it. And I totally get it. And, and, and that's gotta be incredibly frustrating for someone who, so much want, and she doesn't just want a kid. She wants a kid with me. That's she's made that apparent is that it's not just about having a baby. She wants to have a baby with me because she, you know, she doesn't feel like our family's complete without us having a child together. And I could see that, and I could definitely understand that. And my dad is is older. Uh, my dad just turned seventy six. Um, he had me at a at a at a uh, at a, when he was old, old, uh, older. I think he was thirty nine. So. I want him – I never got to know my paternal grandfather because he died about two years before I was born. So I want to him to be able to have a relationship with my ch- with my child. Like I want him to have – like he has grandchildren from my older brother. I have an older half-brother named Christopher, and uh, he has two sons of his own. So he's to be able to build relationships with them. Um, but in this one is, uh, heavily autistic. So he's, he's, uh, mentally handicapped. So it's hard to build a relationship with him, but the younger one, Duncan, he's been able, like, I think he's about to ready to graduate from high school. And so my dad's been able to build a a relationship with him, but I'd like to be able to have that with my father because he's getting to an advanced age. His health's not that great. Right. Um, and so I want him to be able to, to have that, that experience, um, yeah, that's and that's I mean, that's totally fair. And I think that you're on the right track with this Weight Watchers thing. You're you're seeing the right people. So yeah. that's awesome. And, you know, I know that I've talked to dads on this show mm-hmm. that have gone through similar things. And, yeah. you know, it's certainly it's certainly a challenge. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just I, I think persistence is the biggest thing and kind of keeping yeah. the end goal in mind is certainly yeah. the biggest thing. And, you know, I always like to end the show on a on sort of a words of wisdom and you know jeff do you have any words of wisdom for dads out there who have been through or going through similar things that you've been through on this journey just try to be patient like i think that's one of my problems is that i'm not i tend to lose my patience 
and patience is it seems to be the the number one thing it's like is, is it patience as a whole or is it like patience for specific situations i think patience as a whole with everything like dealing with kids and dealing with kids who uh who uh, you know you're you're who aren't your natural born ch- children you know and they're tr- they're trying to learn how you react they're not used to this person coming in and uh building up a new relationship then they don't know if you're going to be here next week or not you know and uh yeah that's got to be so disconcerting like I, yeah. and i never went through that my my parents never you know divorced yeah. they're they're yeah. still happily married and yeah. um that has to be just the the worst feeling oh yeah i, I wouldn't say it's it, it's it's bad in a way i think it's just because I grew up in a divorce relationship, so you're just feeling out like, what's the deal with this person? Yeah, I, I guess and, it's just uncertainty, right? Like, yeah, I just can't imagine that's pleasant. Uh, yeah, I think it's also a sense of like this person's like. As I was a kid, it was more of like, ooh, who's this? And you get to learn this person. As a kid, I think it's less um, negative. I think as as a parent, try to build the relationship. I think you can't force it. You have to let it grow or right. Right. And just be yourself and let the kid be themselves and and just be honest with them and open with them and be like, hey, like, you know, like I try to like I said before, like try to explain everything that um, when I do anything disciplinary, I try to be like, hey, here's the reason I'm doing this. I'm not doing this just to to take things away or make you feel bad. I'm doing this because of this. And, and I think that really I was like, do you understand and and sometimes they'll say yes, sometimes they'll say no, and I'll try to explain it in a different right. way so that they can understand. Yeah, that's so important, and and that's but, really great. That's really great advice. I've I've talked to a lot of stepdads on this show, mm-hmm. and um, I think that that is such a challenging position to hold because you're walking this fine line of I'm not trying to take your dad's place. I understand. Yeah. Um, you know, also there's an assertiveness around. Hey, I'm still responsible and I care. I genuinely care about your well-being. Yeah. And so therefore I am going to, you know, make sure that that doesn't get compromised in any sort of way. So I can um, only imagine how much more difficult it would be if the kids were at advanced age, like if they were teenagers. Yeah. Oh my how, gosh. I, I, I don't know if I would be able to handle it because it would just be one sense of attitude. I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, don't talk to yep. me like that. Yeah. And, and so like, I very rarely get any attitude per se. Um, it's more of uh, a defiance of like, Oh, you know, and, and just not listening. Yeah. Um, well, keep but, it up, man. I mean, you're doing a, I love seeing the pictures of you and the family and uh, seeing those boys and, and how you're getting close with them. And it's very awesome to see. And you you deserve all the happiness in the world. It's been the very incredibly rewarding and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like I, those kids are great. My wife's great. And uh, I'm just a lucky dude. Like I, I feel blessed that uh, I was able to be where I am now. And yeah. I, would cha- I wouldn't change it for anything. Good. And keep that in mind with, uh, you know, this whole self-image thing, right? Like you, you deserve it. You have it and, and keep it, you know, that's, that's the, so that's, important. That's the plan. Good man. Well, uh, our guest today has been Jeff Blau. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much for sharing your story. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting again. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure for me, and it's also been somewhat cathartic just being able to put all these these words and feelings out that I really haven't been able to um, put out in a, in a forum like this. So it's been great. I used to, Good. like I said, I used to podcast, and I don't have that uh, outlet as much anymore. So this has been really great. Well, maybe you can join me and uh, 
Tim Wilson on Joystick and Mouse every once in a while for mm-hmm. some video game stuff. Uh, so, uh, for you listening at home, if you'd like to check out other stories like this, visit thedadchronicle.com. As a reminder, you can become a patron of the show and support the operational costs. Again, I don't do this for for the money, but every little dollar helps, um, as it does cost money to host it. And so, uh, you can click on that, become a patron button at the top. Uh, again, the website is thedadchronicle.com. Thanks, Jeff. Say goodbye to the nice folks at home. Hey, hey, thank you very much, and uh, goodbye, folks. See ya. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.